Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. another episode of the sack city podcast i am your host the one and only Vinny milani joined as always by my best friend in the whole entire world he is aaron the mukes i am mukes and below us we have the smoothest voice in sports casting dylan kearns what's up gentlemen it's a beautiful march 28th evening here in the city Episode 11 is on its way. We've got a great show ahead of us. We appreciate everyone sticking around uh, with us until 8.30, even though normally sometimes we go live at 8.15 anyways, even without any warning. But we appreciate everyone sticking with us. Uh, Gentlemen, how goes it, Aaron? Um, It was busy today. I'm not going to lie. Coming off of a weekend where obviously we were all kind of busy. We had things going on. Vinny started his new job today. My hair looks a mess. I don't know what's going on. But um, but it's good, man. Uh, <laughs> what does me have what does me starting a new job have anything to do with <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my hair here. Like I like a helmet head or something. No, um, I just meant like we're all been busy, right? You started a new job. Yes. I had a little bit more going on today. Um, it was hard to kind of prep for the show and get ready. But, you know, we, we got it done. We got it done. And Dylan, you know, Dylan's Dylan. He just shows up for showtime and does what he does. So it it is at this point, Dylan and AJ are pure talents at this point. They are just the talents. And we are. Can we come up with a different word other than talent? Because according to YouTube, Dylan's just an idiot. Oh, Dylan's a clown. <laughs> Dylan is a clown. According, according to YouTube, YouTube critics say Dylan is a clown. Rates him three stars negative. Uh, so yeah. that that you you got some heat, uh, Dylan. This is your first time back on the show, though, since your controversial statements regarding the Cincinnati Bengals, which uh, yeah, it, it really it really blew up, man. You blew up the Cincinnati Bengals entire fan base to where. They hate you, and you are public enemy number one. I got one thing to say to that. Who day? I don't know who day. You know, is. Dylan, you got you basically got bitch slapped like Chris Rock on YouTube. <laughs> that's 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 what you got on your based on your comments about the Bengals not making the playoffs. Now, I hope you tuned in to Friday's show because I defended you, Caught and I idea. and I. And I, I bounced back, and I, I, I let them have it. So I'm all over, you know, YouTube defending you. I got your back, man. Uh, don't worry about what those Bengals fans are saying. You know, we're not worried about that. And if you, if you're listening to this or watching this right now and having no clue what we're talking about, do yourself a favor and head on over to the Sac City Pod on YouTube and check out two Bengals clips we have out there. We have a ton of clips out there to to watch, but specifically we are talking about the Bengals. Uh, what was it? What, 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 what was the exact clip? We have two, well, we, we have, the, we uh, have so, city strikes back and we have yeah the first, well, the, the strikes back one was literally, we were playing the dating game or, you know, whatever it is. But the first clip we were talking about 
the moves that they had made. Lyle Collins being kind of, we actually gave them props for it, but we kind of knocked their defense saying that they still had some holes on defense. And all the Bengals fans went crazy. Like their defense is some just elite defense now and never has to get better. And that's what kind of drew the, drew the controversy out. Yeah. So yeah, you, you lit the world on fire, man. We had a lot of, uh, a lot of controversy over that arguably the most controversial episode in Sac city history and in, in all of our history as show as a show together. Uh, but we are here today to possibly stir up some more controversy. We are going to be breaking down the best, the worst, the most underrated. We're going to be breaking down all the free agent signings and giving you our opinions on the big ones, the little ones and everything in between. But first, we can finally bring this segment back because the world is not on fire. We did not get set on fire with news this past weekend. We have time to do some news and nugs. We kick things off, unfortunately, with the Jacksonville Jaguars losing their starting center, Brandon Linder. He retires after eight seasons. How, how big is this uh, retirement Dylan for the Jacksonville Jaguars? I mean, he was the focal point up front. I mean, the center, obviously, that helps out with the run game. James Robinson said something on Twitter afterwards. He's a big focal point, not just there, but in the locker room as well. A young roster, losing a veteran like that. Best of luck in retirement, but a big loss for the Jags. It is. It's a tough loss indeed, and I'm going to miss Brandon Linder. Uh, heading up north to the New York Giants, they are not actively shopping Saquon Barkley. John Mara came out and said today they are not actively looking to do that unless – the GM and the head coach want to do that. Aaron, should the Giants be shopping Saquon? No. I mean, who's going to want to buy a running back in today's NFL? Nobody's going to give you enough for him, for his talent when he's healthy. Of course, you're not shopping him. Uh, I, I think it's just insane to think these running backs are going to be traded like some of these other pieces. Nobody wants to trade for. Here comes the money. Here we go. $1.4 billion stadium heading to Orchard Park for the Buffalo Bills set to open up in 2026. 62,000 seats, open air, quote, built for Buffalo. Bills Mafia is getting an all-new stadium. I think they're going to get wilder, guys. I, I think it's just going to get more and more intense. I Hopefully they have a, like a section built off in the parking lot for breaking tables. But the NFL... In other news, the NFL is forming a committee to review the diversity hirings in the going on right now in the NFL. Uh, Roger Goodell came out and said, he quote, they want to evaluate the league and club diversity, equity, and inclusion strategies and initiatives. Aaron, how much does this mean for the NFL moving forward? We won't know until we see the results. Uh, we've seen this with the Rooney rule until people are put in places of power. We won't really know until we get some results. So we have to hold our breath. And, and last but certainly not least, it's the Detroit Lions. They will be featured on this year's Hard Knocks. Dylan, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you to see Dan Campbell on Hard, on hard Knocks? Uh, seven. I'm excited for him. Not so excited for more screen time of Jared Goff. He's already been on it twice. I'm going to get dumber, and I'm already dumb enough. Oh my! But whoa, it's, whoa, it's, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa! Wait, this wait, is going to be great television with Dan Campbell. He's an amazing motivator. He has great quotes, great lines, and, and let's be honest, they announced today also Detroit is getting the draft in 2024. So Detroit is on its way up. Some of this, some of these moves that Detroit Lions are making, <laughs> they're kind of on their way up. And I like what's going on. I love Dan Campbell. Can't wait to see him on Hard Knocks. I think they finish. Oh, of the Minnesota on. Vikings this year yeah, in the Chicago. football. 
No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. On. I don't see, actually see don't, now I, the I'm Vikings not, fans can come at you for that stupid ass take. That's fair. That's fair. I deserve. I don't, oh, you know, you do invest in PFF, bro. Invest in PFF. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, that's 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 YouTube critics. But uh, that does it for our news and nugs uh, presented by. Our brand new sponsor, which is not an actual sponsor. It's our social media presented by Kenny Baby Hands Pickett. And the most easy way to follow us is by just searching at Sac City Pod on all social media platforms, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are there at Sac City Pod. We mentioned it before. We are all over YouTube with clip after clip after clip. We really make it easy for you guys to go back and watch these shows. Maybe you can't watch it all. In one sitting, maybe you got stuff going on. You might have kids. You might have homework. You might have something else going on. You can go on YouTube and just start those clips right up, play them in your time zone, time frame, whatever you want. It's there on YouTube. And of course, the most exclusive Sac City content is on TikTok uh, at Sac City Pod. The best and most exclusive content is right there. Uh, gentlemen, you guys ready? Born ready. Oh, wow. Are you ready? Wow. This, this is pure, back at you. pure excitement. Uh, all right. So free agency is still going on and we are going to be covering the most underrated, the most overrated, the most franchise robbing signings, the best and worst moves out there. But I have a question. This is a serious question. I've been hearing this question out by fans. I don't think I've heard anyone really talk about it on any media outlet, but a lot of people are wondering, why some of these big name free agents are still out there? I mean, you look at the list of I I I, I kind of broke it down here. Uh, this is our list. Teron Armstead obviously has been signed, so he's he's taken off this list. And Jayon Brown has been signed, but Tyron Matthews still out there. Bobby Wagner's still out there. Stephon Gilmore's still out there. OBJ. There are there's a ton of talent still out there available in free agency. Why? What's the reasoning behind that, Aaron? I think it's a couple of things. I think as you move further into free agency, then you start getting closer to the draft, right? You're starting to go to pro days. So you're starting to see these young players now, and you're like, maybe we don't have to go out and spend this big money on these big guys if we feel good about some of these guys in the draft. Um, and I also think players are in the similar situation. Guys like Tyron Matthew and Bobby Wagner, they're looking for the perfect fit. Right. They're looking for not only can I get paid, but can I go to a place where I can win? Um, there was reports coming out of Los Angeles that Bobby Wagner had interest there. He wants eleven million dollars a year and the Rams are kind of reluctant to give him that money. Now, is he worth it? Maybe. Probably. They do need some linebacker help. But if they feel strongly about maybe some guys in the draft they can get where they don't have to spend as much, get younger as a team and kind of build from that, then maybe they don't want to invest in a Bobby Wagner. So there are some teams certainly that should be pushing the envelope. They should be maybe overpaying for some of these guys if they want to win now. But I think from the player standpoint, the longer it goes, the more leverage that, that, that the players actually have, right? We could see this go on into April, past the draft, maybe some guys get hurt, and now you're searching for a guy like Tyron Matthew and Bobby Wagner, and they're saying, hey, now I want $13 million. Now I want $14 million because we know you have a need at that position. So it, it's just kind of this leverage game and playing back and forth. But I, I don't – it's not surprising to me, but there are a few guys that I did anticipate being signed by now. It's wild. I can't. I, this has been the most wild offseason. We said it many of times on the show. This has been the most wild offseason uh, that I can remember. Dylan, when do you expect some of these big name guys to get off, go off the board like a like a Tyron Matthew or a Bobby Wagner? I think Matthew 
I don't know about Wagner. I think Matthew signs before the draft. I think he does. I think there's a big enough need for safety in the league right now. Everyone's still recruiting him like crazy on Twitter, whether you call the Twitter numbs something crazy or not. But they're still going at him and hitting him up. I saw Brian Kelly had Tyron Matthew over to LSU, and they're throwing up the L's, and he's still eating gumbo and giving accents and stuff. So welcome to L country. But, you know, um, it's a spot. They're all calling for the Saints and everything else going on there. But Tyron Matthew, I think, is a talented enough safety to where he'll get signed. He's still not incredibly old, so he could still get around and do stuff like that. But Bobby Wagner, I think, is another one. Maybe he waits it out a little bit. He can go anywhere he wants. He's the best middle linebacker in football. He could literally do whatever he wants. So I, I think he has more leverage to sit back and let things play out as opposed to a Matthew. Not that he doesn't, but I think just talent alone gets him signed and the need for the position before the draft. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Do we think that this is going to continue? Like this is like a true, like what we've seen this offseason, like I just stated, it's like what we've never seen. We've never seen this before. Do you think this is going to start a trend? Do you think we're going to start seeing these wild, wild off seasons continue maybe next year or the year after, Aaron? I, I do. I don't think it's going to be to the extent of this year. Like we had a lot of movement this yeah. year. But I think the biggest thing that came from this year is the amount of leverage players realize that they, they have. And we're seeing players force their way out of places. There's already been talk now. And again, these are just rumors, but these rumors surfacing never used to happen. Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf. These re receivers have been rumored now to be possibly be available. Um, I think it's a matter of financial investment, obviously by the owners in these organizations, but the players realizing that they do have some leverage and it's kind of the NBA model just to not, just not to that fullest extent, but I do think this is going to be something we see. Remember last year, Jadavian Clowney didn't sign until I believe mid-April, April 16th yeah. or something. Um, and now he's still a free agent waiting again. So I think some of these guys realize the leverage that they have and they're trying to use that as power to kind of create a little bit more, um, you know, bankroll for themselves and future players down the pipeline. So I do think it continues. It's all about leverage, baby. It's all about leverage. Uh, we are the most interactive show on the web, though. And Bailey brings up a comment here. If you uh, if you're not watching us live, and you're listening to us on a podcasting platform. Please join us live for one of our shows on Monday, Wednesday or Friday to join in the most interactive chat. Bailey drops a question saying, do you think there's going to be a, bi a big name guy like Todd Gurley where he went a whole year unsigned? Do you think we see a guy this year? Maybe a bigger name guy just go unsign and take a year off. Oh, Dylan says yes. Well, who, why? And maybe oh, enlighten us who you think is going to just uh, take the season off. It's technically an easy answer here. I think it'd probably be Antonio Brown. I mean, maybe that's a case for him where he just takes a year off and he comes back just like nothing ever happened. I think that's one name you could really circle. Maybe Odell Beckham off an ACL, but he did play pretty well up until that point. But other than them, I don't really think there's going to be a big one. Like Bobby Wagner's not going to miss out on a year of playing football yeah 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 i, yeah, I mean we got to remember using an example like todd Gurley. todd Gurley has habitual arthritis in his knee um his career is over okay todd i mean to to the extent if he does try to make a comeback um he's not going yeah. to be a guy that we're really talking about so his career is virtually over we've seen that from big names before when, you know, they just happen to fall off a cliff per se. But um, <laughs> I don't know if I see a big name, not, not playing this year. I, I don't know. You say you mentioned Antonio Brown, obviously, but I think that would be for other reasons other than just taking a year off. I, I, I think there's some reluctancy to sign him period. If you're a football team. So um, 
who knows? There's talk of Colin Kaepernick coming back. So the NFL is, like I said, is is, is still drunk from last wow, year. Signs that's the I, by far no off season will ever top this one if Kaepernick gets a job by, by yeah, the end of the true, year. True, true, true story. That's a true story. True story. <laughs> this dude comes who, back who, after who, who four becomes, years. <laughs> who becomes a starter first, Baker Mayfield or Colin Kaepernick? That would be the. That's the question. That's the million dollar question. It's a joke. Oh, oh. Baker Mayfield will have a job this year, but yeah, Cleveland Browns yeah. week one. I'm still on that train and I'm not hopping off it. Baker Mayfield will not be on Cleveland. I don't hate that. You know, honestly, I don't hate that Baker Mayfield being the starter for the Cleveland Browns week one. Like Kevin Stefanski has already come out multiple times and said, we will have this Baker Mayfield thing resolved. He will not be a Cleveland Brown next year. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's get into these three leagues. New league gears already open and he's on the team. So there he is. You're the worst. Sparkles. you so much. You're the worst. I hate you so much. All right, let's get into these free agents. Let's start off with the most underrated free agent signing out there. Dylan, we'll start with you. Yeah, I'm going to look at the Green Bay Packers, and I know they haven't done much, but it's Jaron Reed, defensive tackle. You know, he, he's just a, a good football player, getting right up there and stuffing the run. And he can also get in there and make plays uh, on a pass rush, you know. This is something the Green Bay Packers have struggled with, is stopping the run, right? We know that they've had pretty solid uh, safety play. They had the pass rush. Um, but it comes down to stopping the run. And in that division, you got David Montgomery. You got a physical Lions team. You got Delvin Cook. You got to stop the run. And I think an underrated signing there, it's only one year. Jaron Reed, he can come in there. He can stop the run. And I, I rumored him to the Chargers when we were picking good spots and good fits. I thought they struggled stopping the run, so I thought that was a good spot for them. But Green Bay also struggled with stopping the run. Jaron Reed's a pretty solid fit there in Green Bay, and it kind of just flew right under the radar. You've been on you've been on Jaron Reed for a while. I remember back in our free agency shows, you were big you were big on him, saying he was basically gonna he was a great fit for just about every team in the league, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because he can stop the run, and a lot of teams can't do that. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, Aaron, are to, you- to be. To be fair, I mean, Kenny Clark is there. Like, they they do have pieces up front already on Green Bay. The problem with Green Bay has been their linebacker play. Well, you mentioned this, I believe, last year, Dylan, when they got rid of um, yep. Kirksey, right? They Like, um, this is something that's plagued them over, over a number of years. They tried to go out and get Jalen Smith from Dallas. Their linebacker play against the run has been what's what's been – Plague or plaguing them. They've had good pass rushers on the outside. Kenny Clark's really good up front. I, I don't mind it. I, I think it's a good pick. I think it's definitely an underrated player. I think just in general, I think Jaron Reed's an underrated player. He's really good against the run. He's kind of that stout defensive guy. I don't know how well he fits in that scheme. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, the scheme is different when he was playing in Seattle than when he went to Kansas City than playing with Green Bay because I believe at Green Bay he's going to be playing more on the outside or um, in the B-gap kind of. So it's a, it's a little bit different for him, but I think he's good enough against the run that it shouldn't be a problem. Um, I really like him as a player, so it, it'll definitely help their defensive side of the football. Fair enough. Uh, Aaron, what about you? Uh, mine is something I don't even think we discussed at all. We talked about Robert Woods going to Tennessee, but I have another Tennessee Titan. I have Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper signing a one-year, $6 million deal with the Titans. I think it gives Tannehill more uh, additional weapons. I'm Anthony Ferkser. Um, since they got hey, rid of – Hey, uh, <laughs> Tony. Back off, big, hey, back off, big tone. Jeez. Tony tight end. Yes. 
Yes, I know you love some Tony Ferkster, but I just think Austin Hooper is a versatile player. He can bring some stability on that inside the middle of the field for Ryan Tannehill, who likes to run play action, get rid of the ball over the middle. I think Austin Hooper helps them there. I, I like the weapons that Tennessee is adding offensively. We talked about when Derrick Henry went down, when A.J. Brown went down. Their offense is kind of different. It's stagnant, right? We don't know what they're doing offensively. I think bringing in another weapon like Austin Hooper, you pair that up with the Robert Woods and an AJ Brown. I think you have some, uh, some guys to go to. And I, I like it for Tannehill. Mostly having a tight end outlet for a quarterback. That's not the most efficient, um, get him some e easy, quick completions. I, I think that helps Tennessee a lot. And he's cheap. They're big on building. They're big on building around Tannehill, man, this year. They're going all in to build around Tannehill, I feel like. Well, you have to. I mean, you pay them know, $70 know, yeah. million. Dollars, like, you have to. Tannehill made Charles Clay look good. Come on. Well, he's got to say something results in crickets. Come on, fellas. I, I mean, you just, you just bring up me. the you bring up the most <laughs> random players in a Charles Clay. Gary like, Barnage. Yeah, you just oh bring up the most <laughs> the random stuff. It's, it's funny. All right, I'll I'll go with my most underrated signing, and we've talked about this guy on the show before about how good of how we thought this was a good signing, and I'm gonna go back down this road. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signing Russell Gage. Now, Russell Gage was with the Atlanta Falcons, and towards the end of that season, he stepped up. In the absence of Calvin Ridley, he had his last six games, he had 91 yards. He had over 100 yards twice. This guy, he has the ability to play like a wide receiver one, but he's going to be the wide receiver three for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I don't mean to tie this to the fantasy side of things, but from week 12 to week 18, Russell Gage. Let me, let me just ask this as a question to you guys. Where do you think Russell Gage finished from week 12 to week 18 when he really started being the wide receiver one? In for the Atlanta Falcons, where do you think he ranked amongst the top, the wide receivers? Where do you think he ranked? Wide receiver one. Wide receiver twelve. Dylan, I'll go nine. He was wide receiver eleven from weeks twelve on to week eighteen. And I'm not saying this is obviously there's a difference between fantasy and and real life, but when you're talking about the numbers, there really isn't a big difference. And now you have a guy going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where he's going to not just have to he doesn't have to be the one. He doesn't even have to be the two. Although if Chris Godwin or Mike Evans goes down, he does have to step up a little bit, but he has the ability to do that. And now with a quarterback like Tom Brady throwing to him, I think Russell Gage is going to be, you might look back at that signing and say that was the best signing of this free agency period. I, I, I love the signing. I, I do. I love the signing. Um, I don't love it so much for fantasy purposes. I do love it more oh, no, for no, a no. real football yeah. standpoint. Um, I, I already seen in the comment that Russell Gage gets a thousand yards this year. Pump the brakes on a thousand yards. You have yes. two guys in Mike Evans and Gronk and and Chris Godwin that are going to get the targets first. I'm not saying Russell Gage is not going to be effective, but to say he's going to get a thousand yards, I think that's a reach. Um, I, I do like it from a football standpoint. He's a really good route runner. He's really good in the middle of the field. Tom Brady loves that aspect. You're still going to get production, though, out of Leonard Fournette out of the backfield. You still have Gronk. You still have Godwin. You still have Evans. I would say right now, Russell Gage is the fourth option at best on, on that offense. And um, he could be fifth if Gronk comes back and, and is playing like Gronk. But I don't think he will play that many snaps. So you're looking at the fourth option on a Tampa Bay offense. It's going to be really good. Um, so I, I like the signing and, and it is kind of an underrated signing. Um, we'll, I'll give a little bit more context as we get later on. Cause I got some things to say about the whole, the whole contract situation with Russell Gage, but um, yeah, it's good. It's good for Tampa Bay.
Can I say okay. something about the Falcons? No. Listen to this. This is this is seven. Just bear with me through the first seven. It gets better. Current Falcons offense. Ready? Mariota, Cordero Patterson, Mike Davis, Auden Tate, Cadero Hodge, Chad Hansen, Frank Darby, Kyle Pitts. Gross. How's that sound? That's sick. That, that is sick. That's gross. You know what it reminds me of? You know what it reminds me of? Kind of reminds me of what the Jags went into last season with. Or, or like, no, I shouldn't go into last season. DJ Chark like, had a thousand yards. You can't tell me Kadero sh- Hodge. No, and- hey, sh- shut up, shut up, shut up, yeah, shut up. It's not. It's shut not up. No, but no, both of you. Shut up. I'm saying what the Jaguars kind of finished the season off last year with that cast that they had of just a bunch of special teamers and no. What Marvin Marvin Jones is better than five of those receivers on Atlanta put together. But what I'm saying, but like you look at it, it's like okay, Marvin Jones is like the equivalent of like Kyle Pitts. James Robinson is the equivalent to Cordero Patterson, and then it's really well, just you're, it's you're like digging this, a hole. You're digging a I, hole. I'm not. I thought you stopped. I'm not. Vinny, holes. stop. Vinny, stop. <laughs> Vinny, stop. I'm not digging. It, it really is. so hard. You are trying so hard to just try to bring up the Jaguars offense in some capacity. Let, it's a just, cast not of misfits is what I'm no, saying. It's a cast they're of not misfits. The same. No, Jack, because LaVisca Chenault no, was a highly touted player that they thought was going to be better than he was. Marvin Jones has been a really, really good receiver in this league for a Cast long time. James Robinson is the best player on that on either team that you listed. I'm, I'm, so you're, I'm aware. But but there's, wrong. there's what? Like two or three players on Atlanta. That's not a misfit. There's like two or three players on the Jags. Not a misfit. The rest no, of there them are, are misfits schmucks. in Atlanta, except for Kyle Pitts. Even Cordero Patterson has been on nine Ooh. teams. Oh, Ooh. That's a rage. Ooh. He hasn't played. Has he played for nine football teams? <laughs> I mean, I'm being sarcastic. But he played for a lot. I mean, he's he's played for what? The Patriots, the Bears, the the Vikings, the Raiders, the Vikings, Raiders. the now the Falcons. At least five. Let's see. Let's get it. Let's get an exact. Quarter rail. Here. One, two, three, four, five. Yep, five teams. Yeah, five teams. At least five teams. That's that's a that's a misfit. When you're going bouncing from team to team to team, okay. you're a misfit. All right. And he's never right. been good on any of them except for last year. <laughs> he was good with the Patriots. He was a return man. That's all. He's always been a great return man. But Maggie uh, yeah. loved him on third and one. Bam! He's a, he's a misfit. <laughs> he's definitely a misfit. Dylan, kick us off with the most overrated signings of uh, this year's free agency. Okay. Let me kick it off here, like you said. And I'm going to start with the tight end position for the New York Jets. And you really screwed the pooch with a guy named Tyler Conklin. Ugh. Um, Tyler Conklin was not a good signing by any stretch of the imagination. Come on, host. Um, there is you know, no Tyler Conklin B-roll. I, you can, so, you can continue going like a professional. Wait, where did that, Tyler, where does that come from? Yeah, you're welcome. Where Tyler Conklin, that? ladies and gentlemen, where there he is, is back in the only play he's made in his life. Um, so he gets three years, 20 million, 10 guaranteed from the Jets. I understand it's a need right there, right? Tight end. But you already got CJ Uzama. You got Tyler Croft. You got Ryan Griffin. They're not great names. But why you got to give 20 million to Tyler Conklin? Like he, he got a starting position right there in uh, Minnesota last year with uh, they traded for, uh, oddly enough, Chris Herndon. And that really didn't work out. Another Jets tight end that failed. But um, they lost Irv Smith. I, they tried. Conklin just filled in and played decently. But three years, $20 million, I think, is an absolute overpay for someone who hasn't really done much in their NFL career. And you already got three decent enough tight ends on your roster. You just added another one into the mix and gave him a bag. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 I thought this one was weird. 
to say the least. You when you go, you just went out and got CJ Uzoma, and then you paid Tyler Conklin almost as much money to be there. Like I don't know how that's going to work out. Maybe they're looking at we want to run the ball and kind of then create big plays. Um, two tight ends are, are becoming more popular. But I, I thought Tyler Conklin was uh, a big time miss here for for the Jets. Three years, twenty million, ten million guaranteed. It's just way too much for me at that position, uh, based on their needs. I know they need offensive weapons, but Tyler Conklin is not uh, what I would call it. an offensive weapon. He ain't it. Unless Zach Wilson can figure out. I, I like Chris Herndon a lot. I feel, I feel like that was a missed opportunity with Chris Herndon. Now he's in Minnesota, isn't he? Isn't Chris Herndon? Well, he can't stay healthy. I mean, yeah. Chris Herndon, great talent, but he, the man can't stay healthy. No matter, even went to Minnesota and got hurt. So yep. um, he's got to be on the field in order to be able to produce. And I just think that – I think you go out and you pay a CJ Uzoma. Why do you want to back that up with all that cap space with another tight end at the same – almost the same price? So I, I thought that was just a little perplexing. But, you know, the Jets are going to jet. I get what they're trying to do, but I thought they could have been a little bit more efficient with it. Nice move, Douglas. <laughs> Jesus. We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed, disease in remission, stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU. And we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them. And we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. Jesus. Aaron, uh, well, hopefully, you. Uh, okay, yeah. Where are you going with your most overrated free agent signing? Um, this one's easy for me. And I know I might get some, some hate from the panel here. To me, it's Allen Robinson to the Rams. I, I, I mentioned this before, looking back at the production of Allen Robinson over the course of his career. I do believe he's a really, really good receiver, but his production has not been where I've wanted it to be. Now, obviously, going into a situation where you're getting a Matt Stafford instead of a guy like Justin Fields or Andy Dalton or Blake Bortles, but I don't know that I see him being much different than a Robert Woods in that offense. Um, and, and Robert Woods was super effective and they get rid of Robert Woods to bring in Allen Robinson for the price they did. I just felt like we, a lot of people are hyping it up cause he's going to the Rams and they just came off the Super Bowl. but three years, 46 million. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think the, his level of play is going to meet the contract. I think he's more of a, a, a second tier receiver going into where he's at in his career. And, you know, I know they have Cooper cup there, but I would have just liked them just to keep Robert Woods if that was the case. I agree. I agree with your point. I, I actually considered Allen Robinson for the longest time. I teetered between him, Christian Kirk, and uh, Conklin. I elected to go with the worst signing in Conklin. But, you know, Allen Robinson, yeah, that's uh, you make that point about Robert Woods. You're right. It's like you lose one and then you replace him right away. Similar, like, not, it's fair enough. Bears, Rams, same situation. Uh, it was the whole Leonard Floyd swap for uh, Robert Quinn. When one goes out, they replace with the other. They lose production some, from one value to another. That's how I feel right here. Allen Robinson's only getting older. Yes, he can go up and get it. But, I mean, that's it's not really what you need on that offense, and you lose a good piece in Robert Woods. It was weird, and it was a lot of money. I think Allen Robinson is better than Robert Woods. I, I think Allen Robinson is better than Robert Woods, and I think that that signing – I. <sighs> You think, but but you're basing that on talent, on what Allen Robinson can bring to the table. So I'm basing what Robert Woods gives to the Rams yeah, is going to be also, virtually 
is going to be virtually what Allen Robinson brings to them, but in a different way. Robert Woods, the way Robert Woods' style of play fits with what the Rams did. Allen Robinson ain't running no jet sweeps. Robert Woods did. Allen Robinson is not going across the middle of the field running these little waggle routes like Robert Woods. Ben Skoranek. You know what? I'm going to compare this or say this, and I'll, I'll spoil it for the end. I don't care. I have that as my best move, and we can get into this right now. I have Allen Robinson as my best move, as my best free agent signing, because there's one thing that I don't think you brought up. The money that they gave Allen Robinson, I don't think was that much, especially after the first big time signing was the Jacksonville Jaguars setting the tone with signing Christian Kirk to a big deal. And then you look at where Allen Robinson ranks in terms of cap, in terms of average per year. He is way down. He is so far away from that. He's getting paid. Le- he's getting paid less than what Robert Woods is getting paid. He's getting paid less than what Cooper Cup's being paid. He's getting paid less than Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen, Mike Evans, Tyler Lock. He is getting paid less than all of these guys. And I'm not saying that he's that much better than all of these guys, but I personally think Allen Robinson, I- I'd put him on the same level as a Tyler Lockett. I'd put him sure as hell over a Christian Kirk. I, I think Allen Robinson is a is a, gr- a good to great football player and now that he has and i'll go to the, i will go to that i will die on that hill of saying it will you give alan robinson that type of quarterback you're gonna see him do damage and when you're paying him that much and it's not that much compared to what you the rest of the, the league is going we talk about it all the time it the the numbers are just getting higher and higher for these guys higher and higher christian kirk big time money but alan robinson didn't get big time money the Rams were able to finagle that and make that happen with their shitty cap space. Because so Allen Robinson is, has not been as productive and as good as you have made him out to be. So, he so is Allen Robinson $20 million as productive as Christian Kirk? Is Allen Robinson as productive as Christian Kirk? You're comparing a Jacksonville Jaguar signing, which we've lamented how they can get okay, out of a okay. deal for what, what about Brandon Cooks? Christian what, Kirk is also only Brandon 25 Cooks? years old. No, Allen Robinson has not been as productive as Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks right now is better than Allen Robinson. Oh, Go look at the oh, stats. Boy, have you lost your how many thousand yard seasons? How many thousand yard seasons does Allen Robinson have? How many does Brandon Cooks have? I will. I will gladly you're, you're, admit I'm you're wrong. You're way lost in this one. You're way lost. Jenny, on this I one. did like your point on the money. You you, you kind of sold me on it's not the that money much is why I have it as the best signing. Receivers. The the money yeah, is why I have it as the best signing. But it's the player, uh, the offense, and it's the whole entire complexity of everything together. Brandon Cooks has six one thousand yard seasons. Average. So average per game. Average per game, 66 yards per game, 64 yards per game. And that and Brandon Cooks has had quarterbacks. That's a, that's a great way to that's a great way to skew your stats. I I mean you're looking you're at yards per to, game. But but then you also look at the quarterbacks. Who has Allen Robinson at, had to throw to him? Blake but Bortles? This is, this, this is my this is the point. That can be made, that argument can be made for a number of players in the league. If any he was argument, an elite wide receiver, any argument if, you could pull up whatever you want to pull Brandon up. To Cooks just, whatever argument Brandon you're Cook putting, just you're went for a thousand yards with Davis Mills. That's it's impressive. But what has Allen Robinson done with shitty quarterbacks? A thousand yards I, with shitty quarterbacks. Allen Robertson has been more inconsistent and hasn't done it as, as frequently as Brandon Cooks. Brandon put, Cooks has I'd been put, consistent year but, but in guess what? and year guess out. What? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Guess what? I'd say if anything, you can put Brandon Cooks here. And Allen Robinson here. It's not that far off. Is it really? Is it that far off? Are they that far off? What I'm saying is from Answer a pro- the question from a production standpoint. Please. Yes. From, from a production standpoint. Yes. Really? Yes. How? Yes. They both How many career they yards does Allen Robinson have? Two yards per game. That's a big difference. Is that a big difference? 
you, you keep bringing it up per game. Is there a problem? Is he on? Is he on the field all the time like Brandon Cooks? Is that the he's problem? Not, that's because that's he, where I'll give you the Brandon Cooks thing. He, Brandon so, Cooks is more but, is more consistent so, than Allen Robinson. But when you're talking about value, the value, you of can't player just and the production you can't that just they can put potential. up. You can't just look at potential. He's 29 years old. He's 29. I, I, I'm not. You're I'm gonna not look just at potential at, potential at 29. You look at. I'm looking at the skill of Allen Robinson, and I'm looking at the money that Allen Robinson got. Allen Robinson's being paid less than Brandon Cooks. He should saying, be. But that's what I'm saying. Christian Kirk should be paid less than Brandon Cooks. All you these fighters no, should be paid you, less no, than Brandon Cooks. The, but, but you're not getting what I'm saying. The money you keep that bringing these up guys, Christian Kirk. No, Christian I'm bringing Kirk is up the 24 money. to I'm, 25 years old. I'm so you do have to look at potential. I, We've I'm seen Allen Robinson. No, I'm bringing up the money here because we talk about it all the time. It just keeps getting more and more higher for these players. Yes, all but Allen Robinson is 29 years old. It didn't get hot for Allen Robinson. 29 years old. They're not going to get 20 million for him. They're, nobody's going to give that for a 29 year old receiver. I mean, Tyler, like, that's Lockett, the point. Tyler Lockett got that money last year at 28. Okay. And does, Aaron, he, does, final he, point. does he deserve that? Over is Allen Tyler Lockett Robinson? better than Allen Robinson? I'd say that they're pretty they're pretty even to me. I would say that neither one of them have really lived up to what the names but, but we give them. I'm, but that that's they're my inconsist- point. You but keep you're, you're point. saying it's a great signing because of the money. The the fact of the matter is yeah. is it's overrated. It's an overrated signing. Allen Robinson's production is not going to be somewhat of an elite wide receiver in the NFL like we are making him out to be. But that's the point. But you, but you just said, but, but, but what I'm saying, no, no, my, my point but here, you're paying him as a wide receiver too. And that's, the, that's what you're going to get. So that's the best signing. You, you went out and you signed a wide receiver two for wide receiver two money. And that's the best signing. So, so when, when we look back at what Tyler Lockett got, you paying him, you're, you're, you're paying him. Wide back receiver then, two money. Back Vinny, then it was not Vinny, wide receiver two money. Vinny, that, just say that you like the deal. Maybe it's not the entire move. Maybe you like the money side of it because you think yes, it's a cheap deal it is, for Allen Robinson. I think it is he does not believe so. because you think Allen Robinson's an elite receiver. I we, think we, no. that's been made. No. That that they, that is they, not true. That is so not he's true being to me, paid like a wide to me, receiver. An elite too. receiver to me, an elite receiver is like a top five receiver. Top seven, okay. you're elite. Is Allen Robinson top, a top, top seven, ten receiver? Allen Robinson is not a top ten receiver. So he's getting paid. Like a, a wide receiver too. The but way he's supposed to get paid. that's what I'm saying. We're seeing all of these guys get paid uh, you, money you can't, that are not you top can't 10 wide receivers, that. but they're getting you, top 10 money. No, you're bringing up guys that are younger than Allen Robinson with potential. Tyler Those Lockett go into contracts. Tyler Lockett's 28 years old, man. And, and Tyler Lockett is a wide receiver too. So you saying Allen Robinson getting wide receiver two money on a team where he's the wide receiver two is the best deal in free agency? Correct. Because you're not overpaying for him. Because you're not over, especially in this type of market. After you saw a team overpay for a wide receiver who has never put up a thousand yards, they, they did not have you, to overpay for him. They, but again, they didn't overpay. They're paying for his potential. When you pay a player who's 24, 25 years old, that is different than paying somebody who you've seen in the league for seven to eight years. Christian Kirk's never been a number one on a team. You don't know what he's capable of. Allen Robinson, we've seen the best of Allen Robinson, right? Have we, can we not agree on that? We've seen Allen Robinson at his best. We have, but, but that's not to say you're not going to be able to see it again. You're not. You're never going to see Allen Robinson in his prime. 
He's he's been hurt too much. He's getting you know, older. You're, that's like saying we've seen the best of Julio Jones. Who knows if he can't get back there? A again. thousand yards, for Allen Robinson this year is that far fetched? Yeah, no, of course not. Thousand, he should get a thousand in that. That's offense. what I'm saying. I, that that to me is a good year. That to me is a a, a good year. I'm that's not what, saying it's bad. I'm saying that's the best signing in free agency. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not overpaying. You're not getting. You're you not are getting, an Allen Robinson homer. You love Allen Robinson. You love Allen Robinson. Come back to the Jags, Allen Robinson, please. Uh, That's all you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> you two have been duking it out like Chris Rock and Will Smith. And this is all you have to say. We love it, baby. Uh, Damn. I guess I, I guess I'll throw out my overrated signing. And this might get some heat from Aaron because I know how much he likes Randy Gregory. But I think my overrated signing is Randy Gregory. I don't think the man, the, the man got paid big time. Again, I'm going back to the money. He got paid good money to be a top edge rusher, and he really isn't that big of a that good of an edge rusher. He's he's inconsistent, in my opinion. That's all I'll say for Randy Gregory, so we can move on for time purposes. Oh, we got plenty of time. Not till you hear my take on the next We're, one. We got yeah, plenty we got plenty of time. <laughs> Randy Gre- Randy Gregory's deal on paper is I agree. I think it's a little overrated. I think Randy Gregory as a player is overrated, but not overrated because of talent. Overrated because of his lack of ability to stay on the field. Yeah, it's it's too much inconsistency. When he's on the field, he creates the second most pressures in the NFL. They don't always equate to sacks, which everybody tends to look at. When you only have six sacks in a season, people might say you're inefficient or you're not productive, but he actually does create the second most um, pressures when he's on the field. The one thing about this that I wanted to bring up when you brought up the contract is his contract actually is not a huge guaranteed money. So we looked at guys like Demarcus Lawrence who got huge guaranteed money when he signed a couple of years ago, the guaranteed money here is not as big. Um, I believe it's like 30 million or somewhere around there. So it's, it's not as big as I think the contract makes it out to be, but the five years, 70 million as a whole, is a pretty big contract. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not I mad just, at it. I almost picked, I almost picked Randy Gregory as being the overrated one too. I just think it's too much. Yeah. He was in my thought process of consideration. Dylan, now you get your chance to talk. The well, Now we'll go into players robbing franchises. What player robbed their franchise of money? What player was the Nick Foles of this year's free agency? This is the Nick Foles Award. Woo! You ready? No. It's Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins. Oh, my. Tyreek Hill... I feel like obviously we know Tyreek Hill in his prime. He's been an absolute beast with Patrick Mahomes, right? He's got speed, throws up the deuces, runs fast, and is a phenomenal receiver. Could be the best in football, the way you look at it. Um, Is he Mike Evans? We'll see. But, you know, (laughs) 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 um, uh, Tyreek Hill, I mean, he's good, right? But you're telling me he's switching teams. And as he switches teams, four years, $120 million? For Tua Tagovailoa and potentially Teddy Bridgewater when Tua Tagovailoa can't play? Like, I mean, that is redonkulous. 120-72 guaranteed for someone that hops into this offense. And I'm not comparing the two, so do not come at me at all when I say this name. You could say blasphemy from the jump. But they tried this thing with a speed receiver last year and a Will Fuller, and it didn't work out. I'm not saying he's Will Fuller. Trust me. I know Will Fuller can't stay healthy. But Tyreek Hill, I feel like that is absolute robbery. It's a lot of money. He's going to be a good football player. But I don't think they have what it takes to maximize his talent 
at that top dollar value. That part is fair. That that's probably the best assessment uh, that you said was that last verbiage that they aren't going to be able to maximize his potential or what he's capable of. But I will say one thing too. Um, I, yeah, he he did steal the bag a little bit, especially with all the capital they gave up and then the money. But I two players this year, probably three players this year, got paid for what they've done and not for what they're going to do. Devontae Adams is one of them, and we love him. Tyreek Hill is one of them. We love them. They're get, they're not young guys. They're 28, 27, 28, getting up there um, where you see them get their big contracts. A lot of it's for what they've already done. It's as simple as that. And um, I don't knock that for players that have been as good as they've been. So let, shout out to them. Go get their money. But I, I can't disagree with you on that. If you want to say Tyreek Hill got too much, it's fair. That's why they're robbing the Dolphins because they're paying him for Chiefs production. Yep, it's fair. Yeah, it is fair. Uh, Aaron, what about you? Um, mine here, <laughs> mine here is one of the players that I was going to mention. It's it's Von Miller, and again, I'm, I know it's not really six years, one hundred and twenty million dollars, but I wasn't that sold on Von Miller even going to the Rams last year, and we saw some of that in the regular season. He wasn't super productive in the regular season, but in the playoffs, he shined bright. Right in the biggest moments, he shined bright with Buffalo. I think it's a little bit different. I, I do like what they have there on the D line, but they're not as they don't have an Aaron Donald. And Aaron Donald creates a lot of openings for guys on the defensive line. I just think it was a little bit too much. And when you look at the money he got paid and you look at the money Chandler Jones got paid, I prefer Chandler Jones over Von Miller. That's where I'm at. And I think that Chandler Jones, um, I believe his guaranteed money is less. I believe his uh, years is less. They can get out a little bit quicker. And for two guys that are 32 years old and older, um, I just didn't like it very much. Yeah, I, I I am on that side as well. I I didn't like how much like that the that signing. I saw it. I was like, man, they they're going. They're they're trying their best, and they're trying to compete. I feel like that was one of those panic moves to try and compete with what uh, what everything else that's going on uh, in the AFC in this like absolute fight to the death for a, uh, AFC supremacy. I think that's what the the Bills did here. Dill. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. You said your point. Ah, I didn't know if you, I didn't know if you had anything. <laughs> I didn't know if you had anything. I didn't know if you had I'll anything. I'll save mine for later. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, my player robbing a franchise. You know what? I, I'm going to spin this in a different way, a way you guys might not expect. My player robbing the franchise in a good way is Christian Kirk in a good way. Because we've talked about it on this show, the way the the contract is worked out for Christian Kirk, they're actually not paying him an insane amount of money. I believe it's something like three million this year, and then fifteen million next year, and then they have the ability to cut him. What the Jaguars did here was structure this contract perfectly for Christian Kirk to either fail or succeed and get paid accordingly. This move, me putting this here as the player robbing the franchise is because it's it's out there in the world that this is the biggest robbery of free agency. And I wanted to bring it up because it's not. It actually isn't. And we talked about it before when we were doing our little Allen Robinson fight, little escapade, little, little, little thing that we had going on there. Talk about yeah, Christian Kirk. And you're paying for the potential here. Now you can throw out all the stats. He's never had a hundred yard, uh, thousand yard season before. It's there. It's there. 
but it's the potential that they're paying Christian Kirk for. He's only 25 years old. This is a guy that, yeah, you could have gone to drafted one, but you don't really have the, I mean, you could take one with the second round pick, but what you get for with Christian Kirk is that experience, you get the potential, you get the talent. He is, he could be a special wide receiver in this league. I don't, I don't want to say in like a top 10 wide receiver, but he could be a top 20 wide receiver. And I don't know if it's top 20 money, but I don't think Christian Kirk robbed the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. You put him in the spot where it said that he did. Well, it's, it's funny. It's funny that he kept using Christian Kirk as his example in the Allen Robinson. I argument. decided and to he, spin it. I was like, you know what? I don't want to bash Christian Kirk anymore. I don't want to do it. I don't want to disrespect oh, him. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I agree. The contract's good. Um, it, it's, it's not a huge deal to me. It just, you know what? It was the first one. And it was like a big number. So everybody went crazy over it. But yeah, you know, whatever. It's Christian. Kirk. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a play by play guy. So I find weird odds or weird things that happen. We have mentioned Christian Kirksey and Christian Kirk on the same episode. We have not mentioned Christian Kirksey yet. Yes, we have. Yes, listen. we have. I, I brought it up. When you, we talked do you about listen to the show? I don't, I don't listen to the show. <laughs> he was so confused. He couldn't. He was so confused. He couldn't <laughs> find the Tyler Conklin B-roll. Dude, where is I, I seriously still cannot find it's it. It's in the T's. It's in the T's. No, it's oh, it's in the T's. Wait, yes. what? Tyler starts with a T, dude. I swear to Under God, it's Teron not. Armstead. It's not. I swear to God, it's not. Like okay, I, well, I will screenshot this to you on. and we send to it go, to you. We have to it move is on. not we, there. We got it. We got to okay. go, fellas. Let's it go. is not there. Okay, <laughs> so let's go. Yeah, we got. This is why I didn't want to get it. This is this is no, why it's we okay because if we run long, we run long. We're not alive tonight. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Go. All right. All right. Uh, let's go we to got the a other clip, side. Baby. We got to get some great clips going. Let's go to the other side of things here. The franchise robbing the player. Maybe this is where Allen Robbins should have been, should have been put. The franchise robbing the player. Maybe he should have gotten more money. I digress. Uh, <laughs> let's start off with you, Dylan. Who? What franchise robbed the player? Now, there was a lot of risk around this. But two years, six million for Jeff Gladney. I like that a lot for the uh, the Cardinals. I mean, he that's not a lot of money at all. And he's coming off the legal case where he was found not guilty. So he was a first-round talent. He looked pretty good when he was playing for the Vikings. Um, he's a very talented cornerback. He's young. He gets a chance to shine again. And two for six, I feel like if you're a first-round corner and you can warrant that kind of production to where you could be a legit corner in this league, two years of that guy, he's going to be making – a penny. And I mean, yes, there is risk taking on the situation that was, he was dealt, but it was, he was found not guilty. Six and a half million for two years. I love that. Um, and, and I think they could get a steal right here with Jeff Gladney. You're a big Jeff Gladney fan. I feel like we've talked about, you've talked about Jeff Gladney before. Well, you know, he was on the Vikings, his favorite team, other favorite team. Outside uh, the second favorite line. team, NFC favorite team. Yeah. 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 Colts and Vikings, yeah, sure. big Colts and Vikings fan. For sure. Yeah. Look, uh, Aaron, what about two you? years, six million. Um, it's it's a cute deal. I I think it's one of those deals where you have to. They're only giving him that much because of obviously the off the field issues. He's only played one year in the league before being released. He has to earn um, that money in two years. Maybe he gets a bigger contract. So yeah, I, I don't I don't mind that at all. You're getting potential there. We talk about potential. You're getting it for pretty cheap. Yep. Um, for me. My mine's easy. I, I thought this one was like a slam dunk. It's Jameis Winston. 
Jameis Winston going back to the Saints for two years and 28 million, you get him 14 million dollars a year. You're talking about a starting quarterback who had 14 touchdowns to just three interceptions uh, through six or seven games last year. Maybe it was eight games, had them uh, winning football games. It's a guy that's kind of settled into that offense, and he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. This is backup money. And you're getting a starter who's thrown for over 4,000 yards twice, thrown for 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. This is a quarterback that can win. Uh, he's won a Heisman Trophy, won a national championship, all these things. And you're getting him for really, really cheap. And he's still young. Like, as as long as Jameis has been in the league, like six years, he's still like 26 years old or some, some wild, yeah. crazy number like yeah. that. So um, he still is yet to really get into the prime of his career. He's getting smarter. He's a hard worker. And I know he's coming back off an ACL. Um, but let's be honest, coming back as a quarterback for an ACL and you're not really a mobile quarterback, it's not as big of a deal as it is for a receiver or a running back. So I, I thought they got a really good bargain here and Jameis Winston probably deserved more. Dylan, did you, did you not like that one? I loved it. Um, the reason I cringed was that was a horrible throw that he threw that touchdown on. <laughs> that been I mean, let's be honest there. It was That's Jameis, baby. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, he's making backup money to be a starter. He really kind of just got a rookie quarterback on a, on a deal right there, and he's not a rookie. He's experienced. He's coming off an ACL. That's the only risk, but I like it. You get Michael Thomas back, don't know what happens with Alvin Kamara, but, you know, it's, it's good. I, uh, I'm i going to go with his former uh, teammate in Teron Armstead. I think Teron Armstead was robbed by a franchise. I know people will say this and look at this saying he got he got a lot of money. He, he got top five, top six money in, in terms of total money. When you look at it deeper, Ty, Teron Armstead is being paid outside the top 10 in terms of average per year. This man here is one of the best left tackles in the NFL. There's not many left tackles better than Teron Armstead. Obviously, he has some injury issues, and that's probably why the average went down. But Teron Armstead is one of the best left tackles in this league. And listen to the names that are getting paid, on average, more money than him. Donovan Smith, Taylor Lewan, Jordan, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's last name. Maeda? Is that how you pronounce his last name? Maeda? Yeah. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Garrett Bowles, Colton Miller. These guys are getting paid more money per year than Teron Armstead. And Teron Armstead's better, a better left tackle than all of them. And that, to me, screams a franchise robbing a tackle. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. B-sides. Rare finds. Secret shows. Whether it's a must-see concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With hundreds of trading pairs, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to create the crypto experiences they've been looking for. Trade beyond the trend at bittrex.com. It's your move. Can I, can I be honest here? I hate yep. this move for the Dolphins. And the reason yep. being is, I mean, that's a lot of money to give a left tackle. Your franchise quarterback's left-handed. That's not even his blind side. 
And I mean, you're, you're giving him a lot of money and yes, he's going to protect you on that side of the ball, but I think you've really got to invest on the right tackle position. I know they drafted Austin Johnson and uh, it's still a work in progress with what they're doing on that side, but that's a lot of money for a left tackle. And maybe two is not the answer. He still could get production from that left side, but five years, he's getting older. You put a righty <laughs> quarterback back there. And I mean, they're it's, like, it's they're like, all right, it's we're playing for me. We're planning for post two. We're going to get a righty in here in a little bit. So we're just planning post two. So that, 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 all right, we're protecting his, his blind side eventually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I still, I still think it's Teron Armstead. What player though will outperform their contract, Aaron? Oh, we're moving on there. I, I, I Oh, did you want to, did you want to, did you want to, yeah, I was, I was just looking at, I, I was just looking. you, you keep mentioning like these average annual salaries per year. Nobody cares, Vinny. I care. Cause that's no, all because that's it easy. doesn't, hey, hey, but it doesn't matter. Pause, but pause. pause. That's all I have enough time to research. So that's all that's up here right now is my average per year. So back off. <laughs> I, I just it just doesn't matter like the average annual salary per year doesn't matter how much money guaranteed are they getting like that's really and where he fits in he's number five and guaranteed money at 43 million right behind trent williams like it's it's a good contract for where he's at he's never gonna see the end of that deal like that that most of these players the six years five years none of these players are seeing those that money so how much money are they guaranteed? I don't I don't hate it. Could he have been paid a little bit more? Maybe. But he's top five at the position and guaranteed money of $43 million a year. So is that thing? that's all I'm I have. I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing Where, that. What side are you looking on? Uh, over the cap. Over the cap. Over the cap. Well, he's not he's not in there because his contract well, is cap. not probably not official. It, but his it guaranteed money is here. 43. Where's, uh, where's okay, okay. It doesn't have tracks where it's at. Yeah, Spotrack got it. Yeah. I'll switch over there real quick. Well, no, uh, I use over the cap for to rank like ranking like that, but I use Spotrack to get the specific details of that individual's uh, okay. contract. If got that it. makes sense. Anyway, um, so what, 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 what category are we going to? Uh, who will outperform their contract? Oh, you're gonna love this one. <laughs> this one's easy for me. This one I've been talking about. Them. This is Marcus May. Safety now for New Orleans Saints. You get rid of a guy and Marcus Williams, who's a really good young player, young safety, but he got paid a boatload. And you bring in a guy, Marcus May, coming off the injury. You get him cheap, three years, $22 million. That's less than $8 million per year since Vinny likes per year numbers. Um, it's it's right. beautiful to me. I think you're getting a playmaker on the defensive side of the ball. He can kind of step right in, fill that void where Marcus Williams left off, and, and you're not going to really miss a beat there. Marcus May, uh, I, I liked him all offseason. I was hoping... It was a chance he came to Dallas, but he didn't. But in New Orleans, he's going to fit in nicely. I really, really like him uh, with the Saints. And Vinny's shaking his head. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big Marcus there. May guy. I love Marcus May. I thought that I, I, I was really hoping he'd go to a, a, a team that's going to be able to use him properly. And he's going to get that chance to be that guy. And I mean, he had a tough seed, tough time in New York, but I think he's going to do so well in New Orleans. And he's going to be a top 10 safety in this in this league in the future. So thank you, Aaron. Uh, I feel like a dumbass. Well, why? Because you'll hear mine here in a second. You ready? Vinny? <laughs> I, I have the B-roll loaded up. So, yes. <laughs> OK, um, <laughs> the Chiefs did a lot. They have a lot of syllables. Uh, Edwards, Hilaire, Smith, Schuster, Valdez, Scantling, whatever the nonsense is. This one's actually a good one. He's going to outperform his contract. And that's Juju Smith Schuster um, of the Kansas what? City Chiefs. What? Are you shit? That's what? not. Are you? Are you really are you that me right now? dumb? 
God, what? YouTube was right. That's not who you have. Oh, yeah, my bad. Uh, <laughs> forgot, forgot. I, 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 hey, originally, this is what it was. I'm dead serious. I, I went on this the entire time. I was thinking Juju all day when I typed his name in. I switched last minute. So give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. Give me some Miles Jack, baby. No. Jack it up. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Miles oh, Jack. I mean, Miles Jack is a fantastic fantastic signing right here um i mean two for 16 that's criminal miles jack has and great intangibles he's super fast on the defensive side and you put him on a defense that's already talented around him and he's solid i mean we saw it in the early years of his career um didn't they didn't need him a lot when paul pozlezzi was in the middle they had other vocal talents on that defense uh bigger names they had better players on that defense where he didn't have to do a lot there towards the end of his career in Jacksonville, he had to do everything on that defense, be the quarterback. He couldn't really do it, but here he comes to Pittsburgh with an already talented defense. He's going to thrive in that system in two for 16. He's going to outperform that for sure and get a payday afterwards. I like it. I really like him in Pittsburgh's defense. You're the worst. The worst. I like that. It is a good pick. It is a good pick, but I'm glad you, I'm glad your number one pick is this guy right here, Juju Smith-Schuster, has the most? Uh, he's going to outperform his contract one year, uh, three point two five million dollars. I mean, this is a, this is a steal for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now without Tyreek Hill, he becomes what's going to be looking like the number one guy. Him and Marquez Valdez scaling going to be splitting and trying to figure out who the guy is. But when you have Patrick Mahomes throwing to you, that's what it's going to end up being. Like you automatically get an advantage when you have Patrick Mahomes throwing to you. He had, he showed signs in Pittsburgh that he could be the guy and be the number one wide receiver. And he's going to have that chance here in Kansas city. He's going to way outperform his contract and be the number one wide receiver for the Kansas city chiefs. That's where my head was at earlier in the day. Yeah, that was Um, was my talking point. I agree. (laughs) I agree. He's going to outperform his contract. I do not agree. He's the number one wide receiver on Kansas City. You know, it'll be it'll be MVS. It'll be Travis Kelsey and no. Uh, no, I mean, it'll be wide receiver. Wide receiver. No, like, I don't think you're going to see a huge difference from numbers between at the end of the season from Juju to Marquez to Nicole Hardman. Really? I just I, I don't think so. He might lead them in catches. He might lead them as receivers in catches because of where the way he plays, but yards and all that stuff. Yeah. I I don't think that offense needs a number one guy. Um, You know, Tyreek Hill was special, but we watched guys like Byron Pringle come in Demarcus Robinson at times be, be effective. I don't think it needs a number one guy uh, or Travis Kelsey is that number one guy. Everybody else I think is going to fill a role to try to make up for, for Tyreek Hill. Uh, Juju will have his role. He'll be really good and he'll outperform his, contract for sure but i don't know that i'm just going to label him a number one receiver i don't know that he is a number one receiver when he, do we see more that, clyde in the passing game if he can stay on the field i i believe if you he, do yeah. <laughs> if he can be on the field <laughs> yeah God. but i do like uh, it. juju's definitely going to outperform that three million dollars yeah yeah for sure uh i'm gonna go with this next one here and i i'm it, we're talking worst signings and i see it in the chat Bailey brought up saying Zay Jones outperforms his deal. Zay Jones is the worst signing in free agency. And now I talked to all money before this one. He didn't get that much money. He really didn't. But what he got was still too much for a wide receiver that really has done nothing 
in his career and hasn't done anything to earn that money. He's only 26 years old. Sure, you can look at it from a potential standpoint, but this is you're talking about a guy who at most has put up 652 yards in his career and seven touchdowns back in 2018 for the Buffalo Bills. This guy has bounced around from team to team, and now he lands in Jacksonville, I think, and especially with who else the Jacksonville Jaguars brought in. I think Zay Jones just gets buried and ends up looking like what Philip Dorsett was for the team. He ends up getting just buried, buried on the depth chart. Bad signing, worst signing of the offseason. Um, I, I think I think it's a I think it's a it's not a bad one. <clears throat> I do think you're not giving Zay Jones talent enough credit because he is really talented, um, and and bouncing from team to team is kind of harsh too. Uh, Buffalo, he had some mental issues where he had to leave. I mean, he was naked running down a street or something. Um, and, and and he actually played pretty well. He played pretty well for the, for the Raiders last year in very limited work. He was a starter, um, but when he did start, he was very effective. I, I, I like him, uh, but is there a chance he just gets buried on a depth chart possibly? I think when you're paying him, you know, $10 million a year, that, that's something that is not very big in the NFL right now, so could be. But um, – yeah, so he has some potential. He's a really, really talented guy. Let's just say that. You look at you look at Russ. I think Russell Gage is a better wide receiver than Zay Jones. And I know Russell Gage. Russell Gage is either, a but Russell Gage is a more productive wide receiver last year than Zay Jones. Like, so this was going to be my point. Um, I'm gonna let let Dylan go, and then I'll make my point because his it kind of ties in with him. Dylan, go, go ahead. ahead. Dylan. Go ahead and pick your your I'm worst signing it. of the offseason. My worst signing, I'm going to another wide receiver, and I'm going with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Woo! Jeez, take a minute to say that word. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, we saw him with the Packers, right? You know, obviously fifth-round pick um, out of uh, – where did he come from? South Florida, North NC State. He played two places. Either way, um, I mean, he, he – I don't really like this move at all. Three for 30, he gets, I think, 18 guaranteed is what it was, and – I mean, you look at his number, hasn't had a thousand yards, hasn't had more than 38 catches in a year. I mean, there's just, you're just banking off of his ability to go down the field and that's his best attribute. He's not going to catch a lot of passes. To me, it feels like a far-fetched signing there and they just needed to get a receiver and they overpaid for one. I'm on the other side of that one. Well, so this is my point. This is exactly the point because I feel like you pick two out of three and they're three of the same players. Russell Gage, Zay Jones, Marquez valdez Kennedy, none of them have a track record of being – No, I, let me I finish. Byron none of them have a track record of being anything in the NFL. You know what the none difference is, though? You know what the they difference is, They all got is, paid though? the exact same money. No. You know what, you know what the difference is, though? What's, what's between the difference? With, with MVS going to Kansas City and Zay Jones going to Jacksonville and you brought up Russell Gage going to Tampa Bay. Tampa, that one's a little bit different, but Marquez valdez Scantling fits – in Kansas city. Like that is a, that is a fit. That is a perfect match fit. Like if you were to say, if we were at the beginning of this and saying Marquez Valdez scaling was in free agency, we were talking about him as a perfect fit, your match made in heaven. It would have been the Kansas city chiefs with a type of player that he is. And that to me is why this deal is not the worst move because it is a perfect fit. I agree. I agree. My point being, I think all three players have a role. I actually think Zay Jones fits in Jacksonville. Really? You bring a guy like, yes. Like they're looking for guys to stretch the field, which is why they went out and got Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. 
Like okay. that's something that they're trying to do offensively. Marquez Valdez scaling in Kansas City, stretching the field to replace a Tyreek Hill. And it and then with Russell Gage going to Tampa, they want somebody to work across the middle of the field for Brady. And that's what Russell Gage is really, really good at. So I, I think all three of these guys are good fits where they're going, and they all got paid similar money. I don't believe Marquez Valdez what, was 18 million guaranteed. Uh, Zay Jones was probably less than that, probably 13 million guaranteed for Zay Jones, I believe it was. So I, I don't think you're looking at huge paydays for these guys, and they all can be effective in the offense. Are they going to come out and get a thousand yards? No, I don't think any of them end up with a thousand yards, to be honest. But do or can they be effective for what that offense needs? I do believe oh, I like all three signings um, for those receivers instead of instead of overpaying. Like I, I'd rather pay $10 million a year for a guy that's going to fit what I'm trying to do offensively than go out and buy a piece that necessarily doesn't fit our offense, but is a, a, a bigger name. Yeah. yeah. There were some other names. Uh, I want to just make this one point. There were some other names that could have warranted this talk of worst thing. And there are a lot of receivers, right? A lot of guys that need prove it deals. These guys all got three years. And this is why we're having this conversation. Valdez Gantling gets three years when we haven't seen it. DJ Chart takes a one year. Byron Pringle takes a one year. These are a couple guys that have a shot that they just get their one year and see what they're made of. The other three get three-year deals, and then we begin to question, okay, was this a bad move? Because we haven't seen a ton of production from them. Right. Okay. Yeah, had those had these deals been – so Zay Jones signs for one in ten – Marquez, we're not, one talking about we're, right not we're not talking about them, right? But it, because they gave him a little bit longer of a contract, which I'm sure is for money purposes, the longer you can push money out, there's some you know wiggle room there. I, I think that's a lot uh, a lot to do with it. That's a that's a really good point. The, the NFL salary cap doesn't exist when you extend them when when you give them multiple years in in deals. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of them can get out of those deals, right? After yeah, deal after yeah. year one or year two. Exactly, exactly. Aaron, what about you? What's the worst? Uh, what's the worst move oh. here in this off season? We all knew where I was going. It's not a, it's not a free agent signing. It's a trade. It's the Washington Commanders trading for Carson Wentz. Yes, I'm going to say it again. Carson Wentz being traded to another team, it blows my mind how many chances we're going to give this guy. And not because he's not a quarterback that could play in the NFL. Yes, he could play. Yes, he'll get win you some games. He's decent, but then he does stuff like that. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is we saw this last year with Washington. They did. They refused to just go out and get their quarterback of the future in the draft. They bring in a Ryan Fitzpatrick. What happens? He goes down game one, old hip injury, probably laying on a table somewhere still. And then you have to go to Taylor Heineke. You're in the same situation. You're going to bring in a guy on a shorter term deal now because he's played a number of years and he's got to prove it to you again. And you are they going to draft a quarterback now? Or do you say, you know what? We traded for Carson Wentz. We want to use that asset elsewhere. And then they pass on a quarterback again. And then we're in the same situation a year later looking for their franchise quarterback. Uh, it's it's mind-blowing to me. The quarterbacks that came out last year should have been on Washington's roster. They should have been trying to move for Justin Fields or Mac Jones or one of those guys. Instead, they went out and got the old veteran. They're doing the same thing here by trading for Carson Wentz. They're going to realize it's not going to work. And a year from now, if they don't draft one, we're going to be in the same situation we were last year. Bro, get PFF. You would understand Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. All those Commander fans coming at you, man. All them, all the Mander fans are, are just... My thought process right is when you go get a quarterback... Do you believe this guy can win me a Super Bowl? 
If Washington truly believes Carson Wentz can go in there and win him a Super Bowl, by all means. But if not, why are you bringing in these middle-of-the-road guys like to recycle them and recycle them, and then you're in the same situation year after year? I just don't understand it. The Washington Recyclers. That's what it should have been called. <laughs> That's what they should have uh, changed their name yeah. to. <laughs> Waste management. Oh, man. Oh, goodness. They could have kept the W. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to have to meme that after this. We're going to have to cut that, clip that, and put it into a meme. Uh, best move of the entire free agency offseason period. Uh, you guys already know mine. It was Allen Robinson. Uh, Dylan, who is your best move? What's up, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, it's Von Miller. It's Von Miller. I know you talked about his production, but he showed up in big games, right? In Buffalo, they needed this. And this is why I say it's a good move. We know the six years is bullshit. We know the 120 is bullshit. They can get out of this stuff, right? So the way I see it is Buffalo says, hey, we were this dang close of beating the Chiefs and taking our happy asses to this uh, championship game and potentially getting to the Super Bowl and potentially winning a Super Bowl. If we just had one pass rusher on the outside of Von Miller's magnitude and how he could step up in a big game and make plays, we could have done it. So, therefore, it's not just the money. It's the, it's the right there. You look at what he brings to that team. He fills a need. He brings a locker room presence. He's a proven winner because he's won two. And he can step right in, make plays. And who cares how old he is? He's all right. He's going to step in. That's a great move for them, right? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares how old he is? Where did Vinny go? He's, Why he thinks Vinny we're going to duke it out, but we're not. No, we're, no, 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 no. Listen, yeah. listen. Well, no, Dylan, oh, if you travel back in time, Dylan was like, all right, I'll wait, save it for later. I'll save it for yeah. later. And I thought you were going to go hard at him, but you didn't. Going only, hard. No, no, only because I yeah, had Von weak. Miller like, basically stealing the bag. Like, they gave him too much. I, I, I truly believe they gave him too much. Like, I don't think Von Miller is going to make that much of an impact. By the way, you mentioned them losing. Uh, against Kansas City. They didn't even make it to the AFC Championship game this year. They actually went backward as, as a team. Just, you know, throwing that out there for Buffalo fans. Oh, come um, on. They win. Buffalo is really, really close to being a Super Bowl winner, right? We know that. So when you can bring in a guy like Von Miller to, that can change that, I absolutely 100% agree with you. That could be game-changing when it matters most in the postseason. My problem is just trade for a guy. Like the Rams did last year. You don't have to pay him six years, $120 million. You do not have to do that. That's the problem here. If that was the case, they should have just went and got Chandler Jones far cheaper and same annual salary if, if you want to, you know, do it Vinny style. But you don't have to worry about that, those contract <laughs> issues, cutting a player like and worrying about money being voided at the end. Go out and bring in a guy for a couple of years or sign somebody midseason or trade for somebody midseason that has that impact. I just didn't like the fact that they're paying Von Miller and approaching this signing as if he's going to be there for his, you know, throughout his, the, the prime of his career or something. He hasn't been that effective when he's been on the field over the last couple of seasons. Playoffs, he brought it. And I, I have no doubt his experience, his veteranship, his, that leadership in the locker room will translate to what Buffalo needs. I think you'll see that missing Aaron Donald is going to be a key factor in what you can do because I don't think Von Miller can beat double teams like he used to beat. Uh, I think it's a different level of play, but Buffalo should be in the playoffs, which will help. I just didn't love the contract signing. But if if you people want to label that the best move, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chop their heads off. It's not Allen Robinson. Like Von Miller will make a difference in the playoffs. I don't even think Allen Robinson's ever been to the playoffs. Yes, he has. Trubisky, come on now. <laughs> you knew you that you are year. just disrespectful. 
towards Allen Robinson. What about Trubisky's uh, hey, MVP? Let's, let's, let's I used to be a huge. Hey. I used hey. to be a huge Allen Robinson fan. Oh, he did. You this dirty. year was very, very Lost disappointing. And then That's when I started doing more feels. research on what he's actually done, it, it's not super impressive. It's Clown not. Shoes, bro. He's got 3,000-yard seasons. Like, it's not super impressive to me. Uh, you know, if they would have paid him the same way they would have paid Kenny Galladay, we would be having that same conversation. We wouldn't be talking about Kenny Gall or Allen Robinson. Just like we're not talking about Kenny Galladay. You're the worst. You're the worst. You've been planting seeds, though, all night on who your best signing was. You've slight, you've mentioned him here and there, and I don't think anyone's picked up on it, but I did. I recognized who your best signing was. I made the connection. Aaron, finish it off. Who was the best signing this free agency period? Raiders! And it's not Devontae Adams. It's Chandler Jones. I've said it over and over and again. This dude right here is unreal. Second all-time active player right now in sacks behind Von Miller. Um, this dude is, he he has a win-pass ratio. I can't even say it. A win-pass rate ratio like we've never seen. This dude gets after the quarterback. He wins. We saw last year five sacks in the first game. He is wreaking havoc, and now you put him on the other side of a Max Crosby who has the, one of the highest motors in the NFL. You are now facing off against arguably the best pass rush in the NFL. People talked about Khalil Mack and, and Bosa. Max Crosby and Chandler Jones are an absolute problem, and then now you get that Raiders offense adding Devontae Adams. I think this was a huge win in a division that is going to be super tough. Chandler Jones, to me, the best free agent off-season acquisition thus far. I love dude, man. You've been you've been all over Chandler you love Jones. Dude. Matt, been your guy. I'll I'll make a bold prediction right now. Max Crosby and Chandler Jones both eclipse 15 sacks next year. Both? I thought you were going to say combined for 30, but that's even more no. impressive. But like combined for 30, like, that's well, Both will have at least 15, 15 sacks. 15. Each both both will have at least each of them will have at least 15 sacks. So you're saying 30 sacks all together from Von Miller from Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Which quarterback gets hurt first? At least 15 from Crosby, (laughs) at least 15 from Chandler. I don't I don't like that. I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet because I don't don't think I said it's the bold prediction. I don't. I didn't I don't say it was a happens. bet. I said it was a bold prediction. Oh, okay. I don't think that happens though, just because of the quarterbacks in that division. I don't think the quarterbacks. Oh yeah, in that because because taking. Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson don't like to hold on to the football. Oh yeah, you're That's right. Fair. That's and fair. Herbert's still <laughs> you gotta, young. You got to. You got. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about. Honestly, I forgot about Russell Wilson being. He 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 takes sacks, man. Russell. I'll take quarter. Yeah, sacks. quarterbacks that love to hold on to the football because they want to <laughs> yeah, extend Russell, plays. Those guys' have, motors. And Carson Wentz wouldn't make it past the game. first quarter of week one if he was in that division. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, hey, he does have to get Carson Wentz now has to go up against Micah Parsons. He's got to yeah, go up nah, against nah, uh, nah. who else is in that division? Uh, uh, that's it. I guess Micah Parsons is it. Never mind. He's not going to die. Uh, but that does it, though, for another episode of the Sack City podcast. We'll be back again live right here on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Roku TV as part of the Belly Up Sports TV lineup. We're going to be doing some 
grades. We're going to be the teachers and we're going to be giving some grades uh, to the teams on free agency, how they did, where they graded. Uh, maybe we'll piss off more Bengals fans. Maybe we'll piss off a new fan base. Either way, you're going to have to tune in and find out live at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. And don't forget, follow Kenny Baby Hands Picket to all of our social media pages at Sac City Pod. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Please share. Let everyone know that the city is where it's at. We appreciate everyone for tuning in. Gentlemen, any last two raw words? Anything? Tune in Wednesday Anything? for our grades. I'm handing out grades like a teacher. Allen Robinson gets an A plus, baby. Allen Robinson gets an A plus for Aaron the Mukes, I am Mukes, and for the smoothest voice in sports, Captain Dylan Kearns. I, I am me. We will see you Wednesday. Story. Peace out. Bye. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.